is KGMI Connects with Joe Tian, a live local show about our community and you on KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. Oh, hello, hello, hello. Thanks for joining us here on this Wednesday. That's, that's actually my last show of the year, but uh, Bill Davis is going to fill in tomorrow and on Friday as I take a couple of days off. It's kind of that time of year, you know. But I'll be back at it day after New Year's Day. So on the second, we'll be back in full swing here on KGMI Connects. In the meantime, hope you'll participate today and um, also with Bill tomorrow and on Friday. Appreciate him hanging in there. And appreciate you being part of our our. Our, our uh, board of um, of specialist uh, specialized. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> our panel. That's it. Our panel of experts. That's what I was trying to get out. But uh, yeah, that's what we what we have here. And uh, and anyone and everyone is encouraged to join our panel of experts because we're all an expert on something. You got to think, or we might think we are. And we'll give you a chance to uh, just air your excellence. And let's get going <laughs> before I, uh, I get even deeper into it here. I saw an interesting article here. Is climate change making your, uh, your, your flight a little more bumpy? Apparently, uh, turbulence experienced by uh, jet aircraft is, um, you know, it, passenger aircraft getting, getting a little worse up there. And uh, researchers... Uh, Say that they they think that they haven't they haven't definitively tied it uh, the, the more turbulent air to uh, climate change, but they have a have a sneaking suspicion that it might have something to do with that. But uh, yeah, affecting uh, many areas of our lives. <laughs> I'll get people riled up, but let's go right to the phones. Whatever's on your mind, as always, we want to talk to you here on KGMI Connects. And Michael in Linden gets us rolling here today. Hi, Michael. Hi, Joe. How are you today? I'm doing well. You know, you mentioned something about climate change, and I think callers should be reminded this year of what the biggest climate disaster of the year was What's for that? 19 or for 2023. Okay. What was that? That would be the Nord Stream pipeline being blown up oh, and okay. releasing all those metric tons of uh, emissions up into the atmosphere to a point that it had never been done before. And scientists are kind of wondering what actually is going to happen with all that carbon that got released in the air. So that's uh, okay. that's kind of interesting that uh, Joe Biden was responsible for creating the biggest climate disaster uh, known to mankind so far. Uh, so, once again, so Joe Biden can, ordered the bombing of the uh, the pipeline. Eh? Yes, he sure did. Oh, and he, uh, okay. There's he definitive, sure there's definitive and, proof. There, just like uh, well, unless you want to believe the laptop is Russian disinformation. Still, you know, you could always go with those guys. But uh, okay, pretty right. much, uh, pretty much a fact that the United States ordered that. Just like the FBI agent that was investigating Trump for colluding with Russia. I think his name was Charles McGonagall. Uh, he was just sentenced to 50 months in prison for actually colluding with Russia himself. Mm, okay. I don't know if you've heard about that. So, uh, you know, and this is the same FBI that orchestrated the Gretchen Whitmer kidnapping, you know, that held raids on Roger Stone, Mara Largo, and then that pro-life pastor, you know, Mark Houck. Uh, you know, with his seven children, they came there and raided his home and pointed guns at all of them and scared the heck out of them for some reason. But it makes me think of what the FBI did in history before, Joe. Remember what they did to Martin Luther King? Well, sure, yeah. Sure. They called him the most influential and effective Negro of the time. So they had to start, of course, wiretapping him, Mm -hmm. spying on him, and interfering with what he was doing. Okay. Sounds like kind of what the FBI is doing with Trump today, does it not? Oh, well, I... Well, you're asking. So uh-huh. there's, there's no way I would put Donald Trump in the same category as a Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. But uh, that, that but said... As far as his treatment I, I, and, I, by the FBI, yeah, you know, I don't, I, not as being I a civil know. rights icon, you know. He's not sure. going to yell like Biden claimed to be marching with 
Nelson Mandela and getting arrested, which never happened. You know, you won't find Trump lying and saying things like that. But continue. So what's what's your what's your answer here? Is it uh, dismantle the FBI because uh, dismantle rather because you know with with Martin Luther King Jr. Of course, it was uh, that was still the the uh, J Edgar Hoover years of uh, the FBI and. Um, you know, he had his own personal foibles as he was investigating American after American after American. But, um, I mean, do we do away with the FBI because, uh, because one person feels like they've been wronged or, uh, it doesn't seem, it doesn't seem like things have changed. And we've had a few whistleblowers just come out over the last few months that have claimed the same thing that they're covering up for Hunter Biden. Nobody knows where the laptop is right now for some reason. They've lost it, they said. And whatever happened to the, you know, Epstein client list? I mean, that can't get released either, but supposedly the FBI is in possession of it. So what is the FBI really doing for the American people? Okay. So you think the FBI is in the back pocket of uh, the Democratic Party or or the the Biden family or what? I I don't know. It it could be a group all of its own. Who knows? Okay. All right. Well, I don't know. It seems it seems like a, a conspiracy theory run wild because people who commit things or are accused of committing crimes or are suspected, they generally are investigated. And whether those go anywhere or not, I guess, is up to what uh, is found by the investigators. And that doesn't mean that... Uh, investigators have never been overzealous. They certainly have at all levels of law enforcement at, at different times. But I, yeah, I think they're going to find that special prosecutor Jack Smith was also appointed in an unconstitutional manner, Really, which will okay. be about the sixth or seventh thing now that I think the Biden administration has been ruled to have done that is unconstitutional during their administration. And I just want to remind everybody, we're now, why, still waiting to hear from John why to would, tell us but why Anything would think Trump has done that was unconstitutional? But why would have why would the appointment of a special prosecutor uh, be unconstitutional in this case? The what? manner the manner in which they did. I don't have all the facts on that one, and okay. I, we can talk about that tomorrow. But okay. I, I've heard that that happened today. But it's just uh, you know anything from gun rights to student loans to DACA to lockdowns and mandates. Democrats sure support things that are against the Constitution. And I have yet to find anything that Trump has done that was ruled unconstitutional by the Supreme Court. So these people that claim to love and want to stand up for the Constitution, I 100 percent agree with them. And that's why I will be voting for Trump in 2024, I guess. All right. Okay, Michael. Appreciate your call. Thanks. Let's go to uh, Rich in Ferndale. Hi, Rich. How's it going, Joe? Doing okay. Uh, Trump did have some things uh, deemed unconstitutional. His executive orders early in COVID to ban people from certain nations. They called them Muslim bans, but I think they were. Well, that COVID was even before. Or, that was even before COVID that he uh, inst- so, you know, put the tried to institute tra- a travel ban bans. on travel bans on Muslim from Muslim countries. Yeah, Muslim, they they considered that religious, not national, and it had to do with terrorists or something. And they were nearly identically worded to Obama executive orders, but because it came from Trump, it was declared unconstitutional by one of the various circuses, Court of Appeals circuit. But I think sometimes they're a circus. Okay. But I, I saw something in the news a couple of weeks ago, really interesting, about our Washington state elections. Okay. It, uh, we, cause the left here thinks the elections are great, mail-in is great, and very good and very perfect. Well, the ACLU disagrees. They have sued three counties in Washington state for voter disenfranchisement, where, where they claimed minorities were disproportionately uh, – their ballots were kicked out or signatures were, what do you call it, questioned. Okay. And I guess, you know, a piece of paper doesn't have a race, right? I mean, you can't tell by looking at it. But a person's name may or may not be Hispanic or this or that. So they said that a disproportionate number of Latinos, or at least Latino-sounding names, were signatures were rejected. So hmm. – Okay. Our ironclad, wonderful mail-in voting, and these counties settled with them. I didn't read the whole article, but it was – I sent you a link a long time ago. I'm sure you get so many emails, you probably can't even look at half of them. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't see that one, but uh, okay, we'll look into yeah. that. But I, it like, sounds wow. like – I don't know. I mean, it sounds like someone with a personal bias is um, – if that, if this turns out to be true – 
I mean, it doesn't necessarily impugn the system itself, but someone who's running no, the system in that, see, those cases. Shows, I think it shows that no matter what system you have, the left will think it's bad. Because oh. it's going to be unfair to somebody somehow. <clears throat> and I thought, how could, how, could a, how could you discriminate against a paper ballot? I mean, this is crazy. But then I'm like, oh, my goodness, well, that sounds like a Hispanic name. So now they're going to unintentionally or intentionally scrutinize the signature. Or this is just a random thing, and the ACLU needs to stay relevant. So they're trying to find boogeymen in the closet, and they're just digging and digging. And it seems like kind of like with environmentalism. You clean up the car air pollution, the catalytic converters, all the fancy stuff, and by golly, that's not good enough. Now we've got to ban gasoline cars outright in the future. So well, it's never now that really we have the enough. technology that that makes that feasible. I mean, you know, in the nineteen in the nineteen seventies, of course, we had to we had to start we realized, well, we got to clean up the air, and so we got to get the lead for one thing out of gasoline, and then we have to put catalytic converters into vehicles. We have to clean up their emissions. That's and the only technology we had. Yeah. But then, you know, electric cars and that technology started to become more feasible. And uh, now it's to the point where many people find it suits their needs. And so well, it's, I think it is very applicable to commuter driving, going to and from work. Long distance uh-huh. would be a lot more of a challenge. But electric vehicle for short 20, 30-mile runs every day where you can plug it in at home. You don't need to have a charger away from your house. Uh-huh. That makes sense economically. I bet you the savings in gas would probably pay for the higher cost of the car over time. So I wonder, too, Joe, like you say, you can't afford it. I bet you could because if you never had to buy gas again or at least only buy gas to go on a long distance, it would well, probably pay for itself. Right. I mean, but if I, you know, comparing, I mean, when you really start to, if you do any car shopping, I mean, you could get an, an EV uh, for uh, not one of the high-end, you know, Teslas or or even some of the other fancier models. Those are pretty pricey, but you can, they're starting to, you know, there's some models under $50,000. And if you're going to go buy anything that a gas-powered car or SUV, what have you, that's uh, at all, premium to any degrees at all. Yeah, I mean you're you're right up there in, in that price range. You're pushing fifty thousand bucks it seems. So yeah. Yeah. All right. Also another thing, uh John's comment yesterday about uh not being able to talk about Trump with his family, I thought that was hilarious because when he calls here, also all he talks about is Trump ninety some percent of the time. But I couldn't talk to my brother in law about it. It's like well, well, yeah, this is really his, are... his relief valve, you know? Right. Right. <laughs> well I understand that to some extent too because yeah. I I get a little relief now. And then, of course, sometimes there's more pressure after I hang up the phone be, be <laughs> you compared keep, to when I pick it up. You hear me going on and on, and then it just makes you crazy, well, huh? sometimes I wonder, Joe, because the stuff you say, I don't always know that you 100% believe it if some of it is a little bit for dramatic effect to get people to call. No, I have a little suspicion I... about that. If it, like if, it, if, it, if it leans toward you, probably I I probably don't really mean it. But if it leads the other way, I probably mean it. To be honest with you, but anyway, <laughs> well, Rich, anyway. thanks for well, your you call. Have a good holiday. You, you too. Have a ha- happy off. New Year. We'll talk again right. for sure. Talk All to right. you later. You bet. Bye. And we got to take a quick break, and we'll be back. We got John on the line. We got Jim and Robert, and uh, we got room for you too here on KGY Connects. Whatever's on your mind, 360-676-5464. Cash in on nostalgia. Barron's historic payback program is back and bigger than ever. Heating, cooling, and more. Save on everything Barron installs. Get $100 towards your new purchase for each year of your equipment's age. That's right. The older the equipment, the more you'll save. So many things get better with age. Unfortunately, your HVAC system isn't one of them. Until now, during Barron's Payback Program, earn up to $6,000 when you upgrade to a high-efficiency heat pump. Spoiler alert, two lucky customers win free installations, including the customer with the oldest furnace. There's more. The first 10 customer installations snag a $500 Costco shop card. The next four to get a $200 shop card. That's 50 happy folks. Good things come to those who wait, but don't wait too long. Call today. Barron's Payback Program is happening now through January 31st. Baron, your full-service HVAC electrical and plumbing contractor. Our mission, improving lives. No purchase necessary. Visit baronheating.com for details. You know those friends who say, stop by anytime, and you're like, you don't really mean that. 
Well, unlike those friends, Dewey Griffin Subaru's Express Certified Subaru Tire and Service Center means it. They're open six days a week, including Saturdays. Stop by any time you need an oil change or any other minor maintenance, and they'll take care of you. No appointment necessary, and you'll get a free car wash with your service. Dewey Griffin Subaru. Community-minded and community-driven. 1800 Iowa Street in Bellingham. Sold to bidder 126. The January consignment equipment auction at Meridian Equipment in Laurel is scheduled to begin on December 30th. The auction will be held online. Consignments are now being taken until the auction commences on December 30th. Meridian Equipment, selling and servicing new and used farm and light industrial equipment for over 70 years. Open weekdays from 8 to 4.30 and Saturdays from 8 to 11.30 on Guide Meridian in Laurel. Visit MeridianEQ.com today to consign your equipment for the January auction. New Year's Eve party for a cause. Support the Ferndale Food Bank and enjoy a night of celebration at the Ferndale Event Center. Your $75 ticket or $120 for couples includes mouth-watering appetizers, live music by Sunset Superman, and a champagne toast at midnight, and a no-host bar, too. An unforgettable evening of music, laughter, and the warmth of giving back with proceeds benefiting the Ferndale Food Bank. Doors open at 7. Every ticket makes a difference. Find ticket link and details on the Ferndale Food Bank Facebook page. In the shop. And I saw a little headline that says, uh, how much does it cost to replace the Ford F-150 Lightning's battery? I thought, that ought to be interesting. Kirk from Angler, Brian from Dr. John's, and Dan from Bellingham and Burlington Automotive. It cost around, are you ready for this? 30000 bucks. Join them on In the Shop, 9 to 10 a.m. every Saturday on KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. We're taking your calls live on KGMI Connects, 360-676-5464. Great to have you with us here on this Wednesday, and uh, let's go to Eddie in Bellingham. Hi, Eddie. Hello. What are your thoughts today? My thoughts today is I'm just, uh, you guys are talking about EV cars and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Exactly. But the bottom line is, no one's saying anything about what the real problem is. They're shoving it down our throats so we can be the guinea pigs. Air, Air Force One is where? Powered by what? Jet fuel. Right. And there's over 30,000 30, airplanes 24-7 in this world, and no one's saying a word about that. My car... On one takeoff, we'll run 10 years from jet fuel for the pollution that they stick out. We have 30,000 in the world running around this country, our world, today. No one's saying a word about that. Well, they, 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 there is concern about it, but it, you know, aviation is a whole new, you know, a whole different animal as far as uh, reining in the, the, greenhouse gas emissions that it produces and uh obviously it's quite a bit uh but yeah uh i i guess well go ahead you got you got thirty thousand in the air 24 7 if you take all that out of the air what do you got you got bankruptcy on all these people can't go to where they want get get cargo where it wants but bottom line is that's the biggest polluter in the world Remember the black hole and all that kind of stuff? And now they're shoving it down our throats to be the guinea pigs to buy these EV cars and all that kind of stuff in the United States. And, oh, by golly, you can't have a dog on natural gas fireplace. I mean, a stove or anything like that kind of stuff. But they're not looking at the big picture. Okay. All right, Eddie. I mean, I, I agree with everything for electrical as long as it's nothing to do with petroleum byproducts. If they can make if they can make electric electric vehicle not made out of child labor or byproducts from crude oil because that's what this is all about coal and all that kind of stuff uh, I'm all for it okay but it can't it can't happen all right okay Eddie appreciate it thank you all right you thanks thank for your call I mean I you know the industry is going to use um, fossil fuels that's a reality and. Uh, in my mind, we need to start to wean off of fossil fuels, 
It's not like we're going to start today and to say we can't make any advancements in, in uh, you know, the area of electric vehicles or uh, just cleaner sources of uh, power or transportation, that sort of thing, if we don't do it all at once. But anyway, I appreciate your thoughts, Eddie. Let's go to John in Ferndale. Hi, John. Hey, Joe. Yeah, we're not going to do it at all because, if anything, the past couple years has taught us is no president can ever cut oil production without losing power. And that's wh- whoever, whatever leader around the world. It's going to be a competition, a race to the bottom, and we're all doomed. <laughs> but in the meantime, we can look forward to malaria, uh, West Nile virus, dengue fever, Zika, yellow fever, chingungunga, <laughs> like all these weird like tropical diseases. We're going to see those as this, the sea levels rise. Oh, no, I'm sorry. We won't see them because we're a bunch of old farts. Our kids will see them, our grandkids, but who cares? We'll be dead. Um, That is the attitude that I see, and that's why people want to stay in denial about global warming. Now, let me address um, Michael – I'm sorry, uh, Putin's little mouthpiece, Michael from from Linden. It was not the United States, Michael. Don't blame America first, Michael. You, your Russia defending, you know, loyal to, to Putin attitude is showing through. That explosion of the gas line, that was done by what they call a pig. It's a thing that goes inside the pipeline instead of venting the natural gas all the way back to Russia, which would have taken a long time, but a fire hazard, they just blew it up. Don't blame your own country. Why do you hate America, Michael? And as far as Trump's <laughs> illegalities and unconstitutional behaviors, Michael, where do I start? Joe, do you have an, another three hours? But let me sum it up with some of the worst things, like the emoluments clause, which he walked all over and made money hand over fist from the Saudis, staying, buying, you know, units of his hotel room uh, thing that the, the post office, whatever, money. Who cares? Be- because then there, there was ripping babies from their mother's breast newborn babies. But who cares about them? They're brown, right? How about January 6th? The fact that he said that, you know, he was not going to do a peaceful transfer of power. He's being prosecuted right now for election tampering. Oh, then there was the whole thing of him trying to overthrow the government. Michael, I can never explain it to you because, number one, I don't think you're listening. Because, callers, haven't you heard me say this litany of stuff before? But Michael's like, John will never explain. He is a traitor to this country. He was convicted in a civil court of sexual abuse and rape. He stole documents from the federal government that are above the top secret level. I'm going to get off the phone now, Joe, because people don't want to hear it all over again. But don't think for once. And and as far as me arguing with my family, uh, as soon as someone brings up Trump and they want to argue with me, that's when I leave. Because, you know, I am not going to. If my my aunt says, come over, but let's not talk. But then someone else does. Well, I'm not going to violate it twice because two wrongs don't don't make a right. Okay, John. Uh, and, but, you know, you could stay and just say, okay, I'm just going to do my best to ignore this. And it's possible. It's possible. And then you could call here and vent and let all that out, all that, that tension that you, that you built up. But uh, thanks for your call. Appreciate it. Let's, uh, real quick, let's go to Jim in Seattle. Hi, Jim. What's on your mind today? Oh, the Dennis Prager situation, I guess. Is- okay. I, I say that I get sidetracked when I listen to him. So, uh, well, anyway, I'll see what, see what, how this goes. Uh, he says that Deuteronomy was very prevalent in the uh, founders' documents, you know, of our country. Uh, so I looked it up really quickly and found out there's a guy named Chris Rodda, R-O-D-D-A, Huffington Post. I can't remember, but he explained it in somewhat, somewhat. Co- Different, uh, difficult to understand terms, but he essentially debunked it quite quite well. Uh, the key to the argument was in the, uh, eight, 1787 and eight when the Constitution was being written, um, it, it appeared vir- virtually nowhere. And the uh, founding fathers were actually deists more than anything, uh, which meant just some vague reference to a, like a pagan system or something. They they. Uh, Many of them denounced Christianity, or at least uh, one of them, I believe, was Jefferson, who said that the day will come when the um, fable of Jesus and all that will seem as distant 
and irrelevant as the fables of Jupiter and Minerva or so, something like that. So, so then um, he gets on to mental health, which I know something about. Uh, he says conservatives are way less likely to experience mental health in their children that they upbring. Hmm. Uh, and so I can say that I've, uh, uh, I think that if, it, if conservatism is the problem, I would say this much that um, it's because conservatives may not care enough about other people to feel upset, you know. And so there's things, the chemical imbalance, which is quite prevalent in uh, most mental health diagnoses, and the fact that religion and politics are probably cited most often uh, as reasons for mental health. John Stepling, I used to like him a lot. I still don't necessarily not like him, but he had okay. a public, I'll, I'll just finish this and let you go. Uh, he, it was a graph that essentially went up uh, drastically, started exponentially turning upward, corresponding to the decrease in the ability of economic um, sustainability by the one family household. You know, people are getting harder and harder work for less and less. And it's contributing to a lot of mental health problems. So, and uh, uh, yeah. Anyway, and, okay. Uh, I, 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 yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. I mean, mental health uh, issues aren't solely caused by uh, the environment. I, I suppose that the environment someone grows up in can certainly bring about uh, and cause mental trauma and that sort of thing. But it can also be caused by actual physical um, effects or uh, you know lack of certain uh what have you i guess chemicals in the brain or too much of certain chemicals in the brain there, there so there's no one reason why someone might suffer uh mental illness of different types but um yeah and uh yeah i i heard just a snippet of the Dennis Prager show and he wasn't wasn't talking like about like his, he had the the warmest upbringing I, I, it sounded kind of sad but anyway we got other folks on the line we'll get right to them and we want to hear from you too whatever's on your mind that's what our show is all about we'll hear from uh, robert and ann and you in just a moment here on kg my connects are you on medicare or individual health insurance and wondering if you are on the right plan for you and your family this is marcia neal with guided solutions formerly vibrant usa we understand the tv advertising and the mail you have been receiving may create more questions than answers although the deadlines are coming you may still have time to make a change so call us at 866-733-5111 our agents can review your plan options answer your questions and put your mind at ease Happy New Year, everyone. This is Steve Jostens from Hinton Chevrolet in Linden. In a world that seems crazy at times, come visit our old-fashioned, small hometown, straightforward dealership for your next purchase. When you do things the right way, you don't have to have New Year's resolutions. Hinton Chevrolet, doing business with a tradition of trust since 1947. Located on the guide in Linden, across from McDonald's, or online at HintonMotors.com. Bundle and save at DeWard and Bodie on select appliance pairs and packages and get exclusive cashback rebates up to $500. When you buy more, you save more on the best selection of appliances from top-rated brands like Whirlpool, Maytag, and KitchenAid. With purchase of eligible in-stock appliances, get up to $500 cashback via mail-in rebate from DeWard and Bodie. Now is the time to upgrade and save on washers and dryers, oven and microwave combos, and full kitchen suites only at DeWard and Bodie. The latest local news and important topics of the day from the West Mechanical Studio. No gimmicks, just the highest quality systems, 0% interest financing, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Rely on West Mechanical heating, air conditioning, and electrical. Contact them today at westmechanical.net. Get the latest news and information 24-7 with KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. We're taking your calls live on KGMI Connects, 360-676-5464. Good to have you with us here on this Wednesday. Let's go to Ann in Sumas. Hi, Ann. Hi there. You know, I don't listen very often, frequently. Okay. But I don't know, it was a week ago or a week and a half ago, I just happened to tune in. I heard the tail end. This gentleman called in, and he said, you know... um, you have the same callers consistently, and it's really boring. And I thought, yay, yay. I'm going to make this suggestion 
Okay. Joe. Uh, so that, um, should I go buy some more new callers or? Oh, just hold on, oh, hold yeah. on, hold okay. on. You have, you know, January first, once a week, you have all people that um, people who have not called new callers. I can't because make we, people call, Ann, no, no, and listen, and I listen, don't listen. make and I don't tell people that they can't call. So no, I, I guess you're out of luck. We need new callers. Okay. okay. How do you get new callers? Because a lot of people, they get so, ah, they're just always, and they get kind of, this, you know, people who've not called. Okay. If you haven't called in the last month, please call. We want to hear from you. Okay. And, I, I like that. Yes. Okay. That's why I'm trying to, don't jump the gun. <laughs> don't well, jump the, yeah. Okay. Okay. You know, because there's people I have, you know, I remember hearing one man that he heard him maybe once every, I don't know, I heard him once, I thought, there's a person, he was so articulate, he had such a great format in his desert as he spoke, and I thought, there's a man that really has his information, correct information, and you need to have people call, you know, ask, if you haven't called in the last month, please call. All right, call. okay, all right, appreciate that, Ann. Uh, and I make the same uh, same plea on a daily basis, multiple times in each program. And but people will call when they uh, feel they've got something to say, and they have the gumption to call, and uh, that's fine. Uh, and you don't have to listen to the program. I hope you will, and and hear what people have to say. But as I said before. People, I, I consider our callers our panel of experts. And, you know, you tune in to different programs. You see people that, oh, you get used to hearing them on the radio or seeing them on television. You, they're the same people day in and day out. And, boy, you listen to them for hour after hour. But <laughs> I'm just making the point. Now let's go to Robert in Bellingham. Hi, Robert. Hello. Yeah, I had two topics to talk about. One is the catalytic converters aren't enough because um, they don't take the carbon dioxide out of the air. They just take the smog particles that cause the photochemical smog, but you can't see carbon dioxide. But it needs to come out of the air now because we've got a lot more cars than on the road than we had in the 70s, like all the cars in China and all over the world. There's many, many more cars. So the carbon dioxide is what's causing the climate change. Mm -hmm. And the, there was a caller that talked about airplanes. They're not talking about airplanes. They're actually talking about airplanes a lot. And there's a lot of concern with the aviation industry as to how to get sustainable fuel. It's all difficult problems to solve. My brother has an electric car, so it works pretty well. So I think we can do that. Yeah, and, and there's a there's a actually a company down in Arlington at the airport in Arlington that is producing uh, electric airplanes, uh, the airplanes that run exclusively on electricity, and um, it's pretty amazing technology. It seems like that's uh, it's a ways off from being practical as far as uh, distance and um, all that, but it seems like um, people are moving in that direction. We have other uh, sustainable fuels. The technology is being developed for hydrogen, and we'll see what we what we come up with. But um, yeah. to say, hey, we just got to throw up our hands and not do anything because you know we're we're still using fossil fuels and the, these other aspects of, of producing these vehicles. I, I I I think that's the wrong approach. But anyway, go ahead, Robert. Yeah, quick. We do have the yeah. We, there are a lot of innovations that are pretty good that are coming along, and you know for short flights, and they're getting better at longer. But the other thing I was going to think about: people say that they don't have a problem with legal immigration, but they have a problem with illegal immigration. And yeah, it is too bad that there is illegal immigration. And but um, one of the problems is is that there's only so many people allowed in the country. It, each year to immigrate to this country. There's a quota system set by Congress, and there's a lot more people that want to come in than the quota system allows. So Congress needs to change that, but Congress hasn't been able to. Now, I, I heard at one point that Donald Trump wanted to actually have less 
legal immigration. He wanted to close the border, but he also wanted to reduce the the legal immigration where people can legally claim uh, amnesty or mm-hmm. refugee status. And that's kind of going the wrong way. Now, Bush tried to create a guest worker program because sometimes we need more workers in farm fields than, than are available. And he couldn't get that through Congress either, even though he's a Republican. But Congress has been dreadlocked on that. And, and of course, they have those quotas because there's only so many people society can absorb. Yeah. It can be overwhelming when there's too many people. So I understand why they have to have the quotas. But at the same time, they probably should update it. But you can't get Congress to do anything. Yeah. But another thing That's is right. I mean, they part don't, of it they don't do anything. Population. <laughs> Yeah. Population is a big problem, and I think it's a worldwide problem. I don't think we can blame our own president. Like, at worst, maybe Trump is. I mean, Biden yeah. might be like a deer in the headlights, you know, trying to be compassionate, but at the same time, a lot of the world is falling apart, and there's, you know, people all over the world. There's world migration is a big problem to Europe, and as you say, if you've mentioned a few times, it's a world, and I mentioned it too, it's a worldwide problem related to population and oppressive governments and all of that. That's right. I I agree with you, Robert, and and it's not a problem that's going to go away regardless of who the president is or who controls Congress. It's uh, as the the population, the world population continues to grow, and much of that population in lesser developed countries where people aren't gaining skills, aren't uh, having opportunities, and in many cases don't ha- even have the opportunity to, for an education that uh, we, we enjoy here. Uh, it's just, it's going to continue, and there are no easy answers. And just, uh, um, it, it's not a, it, I would say it's not a political issue that it's it's a it's a societal issue that we should deal with as a society but yeah it's it's well just more fun to use it as a political football i guess but thanks robert let's go to jim over on san juan island hi jim hi joe um enjoy your time off thanks yeah appreciate it i just want to say to ann you know and you should call in more if that's the problem there you uh, go you know yeah you, <laughs> I know when I was doing doing some show business, uh, I didn't like to hear people uh, critique me on what I should be doing or what I shouldn't be doing too much because they're not up there doing it, and uh, there's maybe a lot they don't know. So, all right. Anyway, well, thanks, uh, who's the who, who's the Gore Vidal, Michael Frente, on and on name dropping guy? I can't remember his that's, name. That's 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 another Jim. Yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness, it's it's so hurtful to have. People on the left assume and state that conservatives uh, don't care about other people. I, I assure you it's quite the contrary generally. I mean, I'm sure there's some ugly conservatives out there. But, you know, and we're hard-pressed to say what we do. But, you know, I guess sometimes you have to. You know, I, I, give, a lot, I give a lot of blood, or I have until I move to the island. Uh, you know, so I literally give the blood out of my arms. I got a special kind of blood that's that's uh, pure, and you can give it to infants. Most blood given to infants, uh, mm. it'll kill them. Mm. I've had them call me in special and take it off in an igloo cooler. I've uh, spent a lot of the time with the homeless. I've had them live with me. I've, I've I've seriously cared about them. I've gone to the judge to speak with them, speak to the judge on their behalf. On and on and on. I give to charities. Most most conservatives, I would say, give more to chari- charity than most liberals, I, I bet. I bet there's a study out there. And so for him to assume that, and even last week, uh, the subject was brought up as far as charity goes. And, and then Michelle got on. And, you know, it's just virtue signaling. Like, I think we should do more for the homeless or more for people who are hard up. Well, some right. of us just actually do it personally. We don't. We don't approve of government programs that waste a whole lot of money to do it. So, but it's, I mean, I but, wish, it, but don't I you think it, that some of these issues, homelessness, and uh, so many of these issues are they're on a scale that can't be dealt with on a personal issue. There aren't enough gyms out there, uh, not enough gym on San Juan Islands out there to take care of all the people well, that need to be correct. taken care of, and uh, and and yep. that have the ability to do that. And so here's my. 
Yep. Okay. Here's my answer to that. If you want more of something, fund it, subsidize it. And by us subsidizing it, we have created more of it. And so now we have a glut. You're right. It's everywhere. So we have a, at our church, we have a deacons. We have deacons and a deacon of the month, you know, which is a, a poor guy to draw the short straw. And he's got to be the. And then he has people call the church and they come in and they he interviews them. And he decides whether or not they're really in need or wasting money. And you know what? We do throw away some money on, on, on to err on the side of give the person the benefit of the doubt. But at least they get in, interviewed. And the reason why we have a glut of needy people in this country is because we've subsidized it. It's a big. It's like a dog chasing its tail. I don't know. I don't. I. I really. I don't agree with that. I think there's need out there, and that we have uh, as a society, we should be helping to address that need. And I, I, there are people that are going to take advantage of any system, but I mean, just this past year, there have been thousands of people and millions across the country have been kicked off Medicaid because the, the, the more lenient um, uh, rules that went into place under the pandemic were ended. And so all of a sudden, Medicaid uh, programs across the country started going through their roles and uh, deciding yeah, who families, can stay and right? who can't. Families used to pick up the slack, Joe. Families well, and used now to do people, it, but we're, our culture is losing the family aspect. All right. Well, I well then who picks? Do we just let people languish then, or do we do we step up as a society and say, <laughs> well, well we got to help people? people. I yeah, mean, I, I, that's where I think people. that's where I, I and I'm just saying I I think that's right or wrong. Because I agree with you. I think, obviously, that it just goes without saying that conservative, what have you, people do step up and they contribute, they give to others. But when we're on at a, at a level of poverty in this country, which we are, that, uh, that needs to be addressed. I mean, I just was reading an article, 47% of children born in this state, in Washington, we think we're a prosperous state, and we are. But 47% of the children are born into poverty in this state, and they're debating a, a law down in Olympia, or they will be in this session, to, you know, should there be a, a, an account set up for each one of these disadvantaged kids that they'd be able to tap into when they become young adults, and that's... Uh, I don't think there's any fix in it, Joe. I don't think, right. Joe, well, yeah, uh, should more funding, less, less print, more money. But what, I think what until, is it? What does it hurt? What does it hurt you and I if if somebody if people because, are getting because assistance? Because we get taxed more. Well, I pay a lot I, of taxes. That's yeah. how it hurts you and I. Okay. And I think the people who are saying more more funding are the people who are most likely to not give personally of themselves and of their own finances and care about that person. That way, they can virtue signal and say, "Let's have more systems in place to help these people." Then they can feel good about themselves because they don't do it themselves. All right. Okay, Jim. Well, we'll leave it at that. And I've got to take a break and uh, something to chew on. We'll uh, be back in just a moment. We got uh, Michelle and we got Jack on the line and uh, we'll have time to take your call too. Hopefully you're on KG My Connect. Are you on Medicare or individual health insurance and wondering if you are on the right plan for you and your family? This is Marcia Neal with Guided Solutions, formerly Vibrant USA. We understand the TV advertising and the mail you have been receiving may create more questions than answers. Although the deadlines are coming, you may still have time to make a change. So call us at 866-733-5111. Our agents can review your plan options, answer your questions, and put your mind at ease trust. It's the foundation of every lock and key, and it's the reason Accurate Lock and Security has been serving Northwest Washington for over 90 years, because people know that Accurate are the ones you can trust to protect your valuables. From Abloy to Medico to Keymark, Accurate's high-security locks offer a patented key blank that only contracted dealers can cut. Extreme resistance to physical attack and a variety of security enhancements to bolster your protection. Accurate Lock and Security, the security professional team. Online at AccurateLock.net. Number one automotive body repair. We know you're a great driver. The creme de la creme, the cream of the crop. Dare we say, F1's 2024 hotshot, but everyone else on the road. They're not you. And when they ruin your day, we're here to help. Bellingham's number one automotive body repair is the premier location for all your collision repair needs. Learn more at number1abr.com. Part of the number one collision group. 
Tis the season of savings during DeWard and Bodie's annual year-end clearance on appliances, barbecues, mattresses, and more. This is your chance to score incredible savings on closeout appliances, floor models, one-only, slightly blemished appliances, and clearance mattresses. Get year-end deals on a huge selection of laundry sets, refrigerators, wall ovens, cooktops, ranges, and so much more. Get one-of-a-kind savings from leading brands like Whirlpool, GE, Maytag, KitchenAid, LG, and a premium selection of high-end brands like Thermador, Bosch, Gen Air, Sub-Zero, and Wolf. Keep your cash with the Warden Bodie's no-interest financing for up to two full years on qualifying orders with no money down at checkout. Take in-stock products home with you today or get fast professional delivery and installation. Plus, they service everything they sell, so shop in confidence with the Warden Bodie, your trusted appliance expert since 1946. Now is your chance to upgrade and save up to 50% off and get no-interest special financing during the year-end clearance only at the Warden Bodie, the appliance and mattress giants. Financing OAC qualifications apply. Get the very latest on real estate in Whatcom County and Northwest Washington with Windermere real estate experts Rick Todd, Julie Brown, and Lyle Sorensen. The information and analysis you need, whether you're a buyer or a seller. Radio Real Estate with Rick Todd, Julie Brown, and Lyle Sorensen every Saturday at 10 a.m. Brought to you by Windermere Real Estate on KGMI AM 790 and 96.5 FM. We're taking your calls live on KGMI Connects, 360-676-5464. Great to have you with us here on this Wednesday afternoon. And once again, I'm taking the next couple of days off. Bill Davis will be here taking your calls and keeping the conversation lively, that's for sure. So I hope you'll join Bill and then we'll be back live here. We'll have some best of uh, programs on Monday afternoon on New Year's Day and then we'll be back live on Tuesday afternoon on the 2nd of January. Jack in Seattle joins us. Hi, Jack. Hey, how you doing today? Doing all right. What's on your mind? Uh, you keep mentioning the panel of experts. Yeah. And, uh, the people that agree with you politically, they seem to get the expert category. The people that disagree with you politically seem to get treated with a little bit more contempt. Uh-huh. Contempt. And, uh, if, I, if I disagree with you and have a have a discussion it, with you, that's not contempt. Jack? So when you disagree with somebody, um, what you're doing is, lead, is, is giving a scan, uh, uh, tipping the scale uh, and that kind of thing. Because you're, you're, if the panel of experts is the people who call in, you're the ultimate expert because it's your show. Okay. And so I can't really say that they're a panel of experts if when you're agreeing with somebody or you're fighting back against uh, their opinion on that oh, thing. Okay. So I should and just accept what they have to say, which I often do. I just let – sometimes I just let people say what they have to say and then move on. But other times I'm inspired to have a discussion. The last guest I had on, my last expert, Jim – had him on for a good stretch, and I would think we had a, an interesting conversation. I, I continued to disagree with him, but with him. yeah, yeah. Well, am, I'm supposed and to so, just uh, am I supposed to roll over and just say, "Oh, okay." Well, I, I mean, ty- <laughs> all right. Two types of there's two types of knowledge. Okay, one is experience knowledge, and one is understood. Okay, if somebody has experience knowledge in a situation like that, and you understand knowledge they're two different things okay the experience knowledge is 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 is, is, it's got to be a little weightier okay i mean if 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 he's gone through it and you're just going on your understanding uh there's a difference there and it's kind of like it's kind of like the homeless thing about people not wanting to get off drugs that somebody brought up last last week you poo-pooed that idea my wife that's what she does for a living is houses homeless people, and they'll go through two or three drug tests to get to the third drug test and fail because they don't want to quit. They don't want to quit their lifestyle. Uh huh. Okay. To, to, get, well, yeah. to get housing, and I mean, it's it literally it's like a hundred interviews and a hundred contacts. So it's a thousand times of contacting these people to try to get them housed once. It's a, a tremendous, tremendous amount of work. And 99% of it is they fall off the wagon. And we've given these people jobs. 
and uh, two of them have overdosed, never made it to work. Well, that seems pretty much in line with what I've said, is that it's a really difficult problem to overcome and one that there's no easy answer for. I've never said that, hey, that there's a simple answer to to you know the the homeless issue or our drug abuse but appreciate your thoughts jack um uh, another one taking issue with me but that's all right well let's go to michelle in bellingham hi michelle we got just a couple of minutes yeah i gathered that hey uh, joe happy new year you too and, and by god if there's anybody on talk radio in all of america and i just happen to be in a position to understand a great deal about it if there's anybody who does not have contempt for callers it's you oh why thank you because i really don't i I enjoy everybody who calls jack Jack is totally wrong about that but unless i misunderstood him but anyway it's not important but it's only important in the context that you are the last person in the world that i would ever describe as having contempt. Um, Anyway, what I wanted to say was, first of all, be very, very careful of the incredible war we're about to see erupt in the Middle East. Uh, Iran is causing immense, incredible problems. And that's all I'm going to say about it. It's just that I'm very concerned about World War III erupting within two or three months in the Middle East. Now, whether it's an atomic war is another issue entirely, but it's going to be disastrous because Israel will never give up and the United States will never give up um, against organizations like Hamas that are, you know, essentially nothing but death cults. Now, what I want to say about Anne's call, I just want to quickly say it isn't a matter of new callers or old callers. Anybody in the radio business, and I've been in it to some degree, anybody in the radio business will tell you the vast majority of listeners are too shy to call, at least very often. They're too shy. They have no idea what to say. They're confused. They don't want to make sound like fools, and they're very, very shy about calling. So you tend to get people like me that are not the least bit shy, have uh, plenty of opinions, have Uh a lot of general knowledge, have a career based on all that stuff. And to boot, um, like I just said, it isn't a matter of new callers or repeat callers. It's a matter of quality callers. There you go. that's all that matters. And with that, I'll say it again. Happy New Year. Thanks, Michelle, and Happy New Year to you and to everyone. Thanks for calling and being part of our program in 2023, and uh, hope you'll continue into the new year. And, uh, yeah, tell your friends, family, and everyone you know to call. (laughs) Take care.